welcome back to another Daily Walk. And today we wanna spend a little bit of time talking about one of the most misunderstood concepts that is often thrown out in attacks to us as we are engaging in real Christian ministry. And that is how do you respond to a lot of the modern day, the woke crowd, the Marxist crowd, the crowd that is trying to seek to say, you don't know your Bible. You don't understand anything about your religion. God says that that love is the greatest thing of all. And so we're going to start with this because this is the passage of scripture that um, uh, the guy tried to cancel me over not knowing my religion over. And so this is from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 31. One of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognizing that he had answered them well. He said, what commandment is the foremost of all? And Jesus answered, the foremost is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. The second is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And so people jump down and say, listen, is if you do not completely accept and embrace somebody's lifestyle, you just are, are absolutely hateful. You don't understand your Bible. You don't understand it because you're not loving people who are engaged in whatever conduct. And so that is what the argument is. Now, first and foremost, we have to understand that the perspective of this first point we're going to make is that everybody forgets the first part and they skip over the whole part about loving God and then they jump right on into loving other people. And so if I do not fully embrace your lifestyle, I am just a person of sin. And if I'm just a person of sin, I am not really truly a Christian. That is the accusation. But we have to first understand what is this. This obviously, this is, he quotes this actually from Deuteronomy 6. Um, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God. That's why it says, hear, O Israel. It's Deuteronomy 6, the great Shema. But what is involved in here is step one is not to love everybody else around you. It's to love God first. What does it mean to love God? And that is really what our principle is. Well, we don't have to dig too far into scripture to understand it. Have a look at John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my command. So what does it mean to love God? What it means to love God is to keep his commandments. Now, he echoes a similar sentiment in verse 21, John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. So the one who loves him keeps his commandments. So we see that iterated again. John also writes to his disciples, 1 John 5, 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. So you can see over and over, 2 John verse 6, And this is love, that we walk according to the commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in. What does it mean to obey the commandments of God? That is ultimately what the question is. Well, to dig into that, we have to understand what is the fruit of the flesh? What is the fruit of the spirit? So in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envy, and drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
the commandments of God are to love him. To love him is to keep his commands. That is what the principle is. Now in 1 Corinthians 6.18, we see this more important one. Flee immorality. Every other sin a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Now, the NASB does not translate this as well. If you look at several other translations, it's flee sexual immorality. That's why it makes that distinction about the body. Sexual immorality, which is defined as adultery, sex outside of marriage, fornication, uh, excuse me, adultery, sex, yeah, the sex with somebody not your partner, fornication, sex outside of marriage, and homosexuality, and bestiality. These are all on the same threshold. They are all sexual immoralities. So, God commands us to avoid sexual immorality, among other immoralities. To love God is to keep his commands. To keep his commands is to abstain from sin. That is really the principle most people are forgetting. And so now that we have understood what does it mean to love God, now he turns his attention back there in Mark and says, second is to love your neighbor. So what does it mean to love your neighbor? We know that to love God is to keep his commands. To love your neighbor is not to embrace them in whatever they want to do, particularly in error. I always use the example of a child. A child playing in the street, a person who loves that child, whether it's your own child and you have this deep parental love or just the love for a a child of society in general gets him out of the street because he knows that the child being in the street causes detriment to the child's life. Because there's detriment, love is to pull him away from the known danger. Well, if we know that God says avoid certain actions because they are sin and sin is what leads to death, the best way to love our neighbor is to correct them in their sin. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 11 and 12. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of things which are done by them in secret. So we are not to engage in these things, but instead expose them. Hebrews chapter 10 says something very similar. Verses 23 and 24. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another in love and good deeds. Again, leaving behind the things of evil so that we can move in love, which is to do the things that are in righteousness. Because if you're doing things that do not lead to righteousness, you are lending yourself to a serious problem. And ultimately, this is why people who are genuine believers of God who practice Christianity are called oftentimes hateful by people who do not understand the sin is because they see us saying that's a sin as hate. No, it is the deepest expression of love. Consider James chapter 5 verses 19 and 20. My brethren, if any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So it sounds to me like love is to save a person's soul from death. And that is exactly what we are seeing 
when we are talking about the sin. So to love God is to obey his commands, which requires us to know those commands. But then to love your neighbor is to guide him down a path towards future and away from a path of suffering. Now, we can talk, if we want, and I don't have the statistics in front of me, the people who walk down a lifestyle involved in sinful lifestyles, they lead to suffering. More of the people in those communities tend to kill themselves. More of them tend to struggle for mental illness. More of them tend to struggle with getting ahead in life. The loving thing to do is correct them, turn them back to the truth, and guide them in the way that is productive. To love your neighbor is to point out the sin in their life. That is what that verse means, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. With that, thank you for watching. You can have a look over at my website, rwalkinchrist.com. If you would happen to like to pick up a book, you can go ahead and do that over there or just see where you can get them or what the offerings are. You can usually read the first introductions and things like that. And then you can buy them wherever you want to buy books online, rwalkinchrist.com. With that, thank you for watching and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.